Hey there, I'm Ashley and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I'm an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work, family, social life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts for teachers and mamas, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so, so much more. Living a healthy lifestyle is for everyone from young children to adults. Health, wellness, and emotional and social well-being starts at home and should be expanded upon in the classroom. Everyone can benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. So if you're ready to learn some helpful tips, let's do this thing. Hi, everybody. Roberta here flying solo today because, honestly, inspiration just it struck today. I was having a conversation with some moms, and it got me thinking again about how often there are parts in our of our day that frequently just aren't going well with our kids. Something that we're butting heads with, something that we're constantly arguing about or fighting over or the constant nagging reminders that we need to give. There's always like something. And what I think a lot of times happens is we're so caught up in our day-to-day life that we forget to pause and take a moment to problem solve and find a solution for that problem instead of just complaining about it and getting frustrated about it but taking the time to sit back and whether it be allowing yourself time to think um, and talk to yourself out loud or talk to someone you are close with and say, hey, I don't want to vent right now. That's not the purpose of this conversation. I would would like to have a conversation with you where um, we're both coming up with possible solutions for this problem that I'm having so that I can come up with one that I want to try. My favorite uh, solution, though, is to journal and come up with solutions through journaling. But that isn't for everybody, and I understand that. So what, what am I talking about? It's been super abstract so far, right? So I won't get into, like, the specific... Um, conversation that triggered this idea. Instead, I'll like talk about my own. Um, I'll talk about two examples. And so one of them was the, the really the, the inspiration for our dream routine for kids mini course was I was constantly fighting with my kids in the morning to get dressed for school. And when I say kids, really at the time, it was just my now eight-year-old when she was in preschool. And it was a constant fight every morning to get her dressed quickly. And I think as parents, there's this time in most children's lives where they can get dressed by themselves. We know they can, they're, they're capable. However, When we want them to do it and we want them to do it quickly, all of a sudden they're like, I don't know how to dress myself or I need help or like all of a sudden like their arm is in their pants. Like it's just 
this weird little phase, right, that happens. And so it was something that was bothering me because I'm like, I, I know you can get dressed by yourself and I need that time to be doing these other things that I need to do. Which brings up a, a great point too that I wanna get to um, and I'll, I'll circle around to how helping our kids be more independent is a form of self-care for ourselves as moms. I'm gonna get back to that. But in that moment, um, I was able to take some time and I was realizing that mornings were a struggle and we were getting out of the door later than I wanted to. And I was getting to, to work to my classroom either exactly on time or like five minutes late. And for me, that's unacceptable. I do not like being late. I really, 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 really don't like it. Okay. So I finally, after a while, took some time to sit down and not just think through and journal some possibilities, but also look up some options. Like what are other families doing? And um, like for these morning struggles, these morning fights. And I realized through journaling that a lot of it was coming around like her getting dressed in the morning and how it just wasn't quick enough. And it was taking so much time that was unnecessary. So we sat down, I journaled, I came up with some solutions. So, so here are some like possible solutions to this, right? She wanted help getting dressed. So maybe a solution is I just allowed, I rearranged the morning to allow that time where I help her get dressed up until the point where she starts saying, hey, I can do this by myself and and takes that responsibility over naturally. Okay, that's one option. Um, maybe another option could have been a morning routine chart that she gets a star or Maybe I put it in a page protector or laminate it. And so every day that she gets dressed by herself, it's a check. And like, that's probably enough for kids. Like just the, like the action of being able to check something off and like, I, Hey, I did something I'm accomplished. And I think that's the same with us and as adults and our like to-do lists or to-do lists, like, Hey, I did this. I get to check it off. Same for our kids, right? They get dressed by themselves. They get to check it off their list. Once their list is done, like they're ready for the morning. So that could have been another solution. For us, the solution we went with was uh, plan C, which was having my daughter pick out her clothes the night before and actually getting dressed the night before. And so after her bath or shower, she was getting dressed not in pajamas, but in her clothes for the next day. And that works for us right now. Um, it worked for us then. She was out of pull-ups. She was out of like the nighttime wedding season of life. So it was okay to do that. Um, and so then it was that, that was our solution. So we didn't have that fight in the morning because she was getting dressed on her own the night before. And she could take a little bit more time if she needed to at night, because there was more time at night to allow for that. So that was how we fixed that problem. So then she was waking up ready to go. And actually it's been four years and this is still what we do. And it still works really well for us because she's not, she, bless her heart. She is just not a morning person and that's okay. So the more that we can help her do the night before to set her morning up for success, the better. 
So her lunch is made the night before. Uh, her backpack is ready the night before. Her shoes are laid out the night before. She's dressed the night before. So all she has to do is get up, take her vitamins, brush her teeth, and I quickly do her hair. You know, we're ready to go. And that works for us. So it was coming up with that solution that worked for her and worked for me. So then my morning was less stressful. We were able to get to daycare on time, to school on time. Um, and I didn't feel overwhelmed the rest of the day, right? Because that can happen, especially when our fights are in the morning with our kids. Like it just starts the day off wrong for both of us. And it just, it seems like it snowballs into the rest of the day. So I love taking that time to just brainstorm. How can I solve this problem? And the other thing I think we think as, as parents and in this society, I think that, that we're in is we want to come up with a solution that will be a quick fix, that will fix our problem immediately, and it'll continue to fix the problem, and we won't have any more fights about the solution because of this one thing that we change. Um, and, the, and the reality is it you know, maybe that strategy wouldn't have worked and I, I might have needed to try some other things before we found the thing that worked. And that's a real possibility. The other real possibility um, is eventually this isn't going to work for her anymore. You know, maybe she gets to puberty and starts having night sweats or something where it's just that's not going to work to go to school in the clothes that she slept in. And so it, there are these variables that, that happen and we have to adjust as they happen, but coming up with a solution that we can try at least and try for a couple of days. Like if it doesn't work the very first day, that doesn't mean it's never going to work. It just means we have to try it again to like make it normal. Um, and I think why, how this ties into self-care is because like I said, I, it changed it changed our morning. I wasn't feeling depleted of my emotional tank by the time I got to school anymore. I was still feeling um, emotionally full because I hadn't had to have all these fights or conflicts around something simple like getting dressed. So it's take, I think it's just, it's part of self-care is taking the time to think about what are these problem areas in our day, in our routines, maybe it's with our kid, maybe it's our own uh, thing, maybe it's something with our spouse that we need to say, hey, I have this responsibility, is there any way you can take it on because I'm really struggling to get it done, or it's causing me a lot of grief, um, it's causing me to be late for work, whatever it may be. But coming up with what is that and how can I problem solve this so that it's not an issue anymore? And it changes the way your day flows. It just and it it changes the way you feel the rest of the day just by fixing one little problem area. And I mean, getting dressed, that little dress, dress fight, you know, it seems like such a small little thing, but changing it and eliminating it is such a huge outcome. So that was four years ago. And I love now that I can see that the solution we had then is still working. I think that's great. It doesn't work for our son. He's still in pull-ups at night. And so he's in, he's in pajamas at night and gets dressed in the morning. And so for him, our solution is if I want him to get dressed by himself, he picks out his clothes the night before, lays them out, and he's just 
but he's more of a morning person. He's ready to go in the morning and it, he's not slow. He's like, he's just, he wakes up ready to go. So it's, it's not an issue for him. He's able to get dressed, no problem. And without my help. So, um, each kid is different. I think that's the point I want to make here is each kid is different and we might have a different solution for different kids too, but it's finding those things and taking the time to actually think about it instead of just complain about it or ruminate about it in our brains. You know, we have a tendency to do that as humans. It's just like, think about it over and over and over again and how it's not fair and how it's rude. And, and what are these kids thinking? They know how to get dressed. Why aren't they doing it? Like, why is this so hard? And instead of saying, okay, well, no, actually, why is this hard? What can I do to support them? What can I do to make this not so difficult for all of us? Um, so that was an example, right, from four years ago. So recently, we've been, and it's been an issue for a while, but I feel like the kids are to the point where they shouldn't need as much of my help uh, cleaning up at night or cleaning up in general. I feel like they should be able to start doing this on their own. And I noticed myself feeling some resentment of how much I was needing to help them and prompt them to do the next thing. And this really came to a head when uh, a couple of weeks ago, when we were cleaning, doing a deep clean right before Izzy's eighth birthday party. And I had told them, your responsibility is cleaning your room. That's it. Just your room. And I will clean everything else. Your responsibility is your room. Well, they were still working on their room by the time I was done with the bathroom and the living room and the family room and getting all of these other, you know, the kitchen. I had cleaned everything else and they were still working on their room, floundering around like nothing had been done. So that's that moment where I'm like, okay, I need to problem solve. I can't get angry at them, which is super easy to do because I think we think like they should know how to clean a room. You pick up a book, you put it on the shelf. Why is that hard? You know, but it's taking that step back and thinking, okay, how they obviously are missing a skill. They're missing the skill. I, part of me doesn't understand why they're missing the skill. It seems easy but what can I do to help them? Because me nagging them is no longer an option. It's driving me nuts. It's driving them nuts. And it's not helping. What can I do to help them be more independent with cleaning up so that it's still done? And I'm less a part of the equation. I'm not there constantly saying, okay, now you're going to pick up all the books and you're going to pick up all the dirty clothes and put it in the hamper. And then when they're done with that, say, you know, give them the next task. So I took the time to journal and think about how can I help them and how can I help myself not feel so frustrated about it? And the solution was taking myself out of the equation because it, it just was not helping. And instead, really quick, I wrote on a large post-it note everything they needed to do in like a checklist format in words that my eight-year-old could read and put it on their door with a pencil and was like, okay, you're gonna start at the top of the list. You're gonna do that thing. When you're done, check it off, go to the next thing. And that helped a lot. Is it perfect? My goodness, no. 
but it helped get through that frustrating day and helps them get their room clean for the birthday party because then the, the, the consequence was, okay, then you can't bring your friends into your bedroom and that's where all the dress up clothes are and that's where all the books are and my kids are big into books. So it was like, okay, then you can't have your friends in your bedroom and you can't play dress up and you can't have books, which is going to be a bummer. So either your room gets cleaned or the door is shut and we don't go in there. So they eventually, you know, they were motivated. They had their task list. I wasn't involved, so they felt less pressure, I think, and were able to get the room clean. It definitely took time, but adding that checklist helped immensely. However, it helped for my eight-year-old. It didn't help for my non-reader. So after that, I started thinking, well, how can I help my kids learn how to clean up on a regular basis so that they aren't needing to do this big scramble every once in a while or every Saturday. So we took time to think about what could they do every night before their bedtime routine to help them maintain a clean room. And it was, they always have books in their bed at night that they're looking at. So the very top thing on their checklist now, and I've made a visual one with pictures and words so both kids can read it. The first is putting their books away. And I don't even, like my four-year-old, I don't require him to necessarily put the books back on the shelves because he's still like learning how to do that without like bending the pages in the book. So I'm like, your first tax is to pick up books and um, either, you know, my eight-year-old can put them away or my four-year-old puts them in a pile so that when I come into their room later, I can quick put it, put the books on the shelf. So that's the first thing. The next thing is making sure all of their dirty clothes are in the hamper. Okay, check that off. Go to the next thing. Make sure all the dress-up clothes are put, put away in the bin. When that's done, check it off. Make sure if they had brought any toys into their room, that they've put them away into the bins and put them away. If that, when that's done, check it off. Make sure any clean clothes are put away. My daughter has this habit of taking out like a bunch of different things that she wants to wear and then forgetting to put the rest back that she didn't choose. So that's something that's on our list is making sure she put everything back that she didn't choose to wear for the next day. Um, and, and that was something too, that I thought, okay, this should be obvious. <laughs> this should be obvious. You didn't pick it. You didn't wear it. So put it away. But for whatever reason, it wasn't obvious to her. So it's part of our checklist. And we, I still need to remind them to do their checklist at this point. I still need to sometimes give reminders to, Hey, go check. What's the next thing on your list? Um, I still need to prompt them to start the list. Um, but I don't have to nag them constantly. And eventually what'll end up happening is they won't need my reminders anymore. It'll become a habit. They'll just do everything on the list. And eventually they won't need the list anymore either because it'll just be part of their natural um, you know, routine that they do, that they pick up their books, that they, you know, all of these things that I want to be part of their routine will eventually get there. But right now it needs to be a checklist. So 
it's just, and, and, and I could have with this checklist, like another thing could have been, they could have done it with me and I could have taken a picture of them doing each thing and used like pictures of themselves doing these things. Um, I chose not to do that this time. I just used Canva and I used um, a picture that I found like a little graphic and then wrote, you know, what, what it was next to it and then put a little checkbox. So it was super simple, easy to make. I did it in less than 20 minutes, printed it, laminated it, and then taped it up on their door. And um, so again, it's just coming up with these things that, you know, what is the problem? And I think this can happen for our older kids too. And I want to address that. Right now we're in a stage of life where I've got younger kids. And so having a checklist on the door uh, is efficient and it works well, but maybe for older kids, it's having, if they have a phone, for example, our teenagers, let's, let's use them to our advantage. Let's sit down with them and set up a task list in, in their tasks app or reminders app, depending on what type of phone you have. And so for myself, I use this as well. I have my reminders app. I have the things that I want to remember to do every day, but maybe I forget to do like um, braid Izzy's hair at night before bed. That's something I need to remember to do. So I've got that set to go off at six o'clock every day. I can check it off. It disappears until the next day. And um, that works really well. So just messing around with like different apps to come up with like a task list and be like, okay, these are the things you need to do before bed. Make sure to get them all checked off, whether it's on their phone, whether it's their own little to-do list um, somewhere uh, or a chart like we talked about on the door. There are so many different possible solutions and you know your kids best, but um, I think we get caught up in the complaining and the ruminating and allowing ourselves to feel the frustration instead of reminding ourselves that this is a teachable moment and there is probably a solution. I just have to take the time to problem solve and come up with that solution and try it out. And if it doesn't work, try something else. If it does work, great. So that was my long-winded rant <laughs> for today. Um, and again, it, it just all ties in so well because we've been talking a lot lately about um, preventing burnout for teachers, but I think as parents, we can experience burnout sometimes as well and, and overwhelm and stress and frustration obviously is part of the parenting game. But if we remember to take that time to think through what are those problem areas in our day and pick one and say, what can I try? What are some possible solutions I can try to fix this so that this is no longer a problem area of our day? I hope this was super helpful. I hope this got you thinking and maybe you'll be able to pick that one thing that's been, you know, a problem area, consistent thing that keeps popping up in, in your day that you can problem solve and fix and, and feel just a little bit more peace and calm in your life. So all that being said, if after today's podcast, you are thinking, this is great, but I could use more. Our nights are a disaster and I need help. Or our mornings are a constant fight and I don't want them to be anymore. 
and I need more help than what, what I just heard in this podcast, then head on over to our show notes, to our Instagram page, and go check out our dream routine for kids. It's a pretty inexpensive course. It's pretty quick, and it's completely completely tailored to your needs. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us, to either Ashley or Roberta at the Teacher Mamas podcast on Instagram, and we'd be happy to help you come up with some solutions uh, if you need us to be that person that you you chat with. Um, so the Dream Routine for Kids is in our link in our bio on Instagram. I will also have it in our show notes. Um, so feel free to go check that out. Uh, there, we also have episodes one through six talk really in depth about morning and evening routines for kids, for teens, for ourselves, and different solutions we've found to help with some of these common uh, tricky, sticky spots in those routines. And those would be super fantastic if you're looking for maybe some more strategies or more ideas on ways to help your kids be a little bit more independent or to fix some of these sticky areas that are causing a lot of grief for you and your kids. Go check out those resources. And until next week, I hope you have a fantastic week. See you next Thursday.